Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are listening to The Coming Out Tapes, an audio archive of LGBT stories. I'm your host, Karis Bradley, and throughout this season I'll be talking to lots of different people from the community about lots of different things connected to coming out. This is the second half of the Black Pride special. If you're new to the podcast, go and listen to the first half and all the wonderful interviews we recorded with people at Black Pride UK. What you're about to hear is me and Oz chatting shit in a field, uh, yeah, in Hangerston, so it's far less interesting. Um, so we have come to Black Pride, uh, so obviously last year we went to the London Pride Parade. We did, yeah. And we interviewed loads of people and we had a lovely time and then we went and sat in a park and sort of talked about all the problems that we have yeah and i spilled a lot of rum yes. <laughs> in the process yeah. um and then this year we've come to haggerston and we're at black pride but we don't want to sit and complain about all the things <laughs> it's actually been a really nice day there are so many things about black pride which are just wonderful like there's less people in more space so it's not as claustrophobic yeah so many families so many oh, families the families are amazing yeah Everyone is having a wonderful time. Um, the music has been amazing. Yeah, I've been like getting distracted by the music, and Keris has been like, "Oz, can you work?" <laughs> and I just be like, "I it just it really makes me wish that I knew how to dance because it's been <laughs> great." <laughs> you do know how to dance. I do not. Um, Fanny Pack. That's the, the they were a band that were on yeah, today. they were great. Were phenomenal. I can't yeah. wait to look them up on the internet afterwards. And we've met loads of really wonderful people and we've met an incredibly wide range of representatives of different communities. Yeah, and it's like I was saying to somebody earlier, this looking around uh, because this feels more London. Like thi- this is this is when you just go out into London, this is the diversity you see. And for some reason that is absent at London Pride. Mm. Um, and this is what we talked about last year as well. So I don't know, I, I, it just feels so much better because it just does feel representative of London. Something that I really have appreciated uh, is that because we're in this park, which only has two entrances, so you sort of basically have to queue to get in, and there are bag searches and things for security. And at the beginning, I think people were a bit grumpy about how long it was taking to mm. queue, and there were 
So there were some problems with the way that people were being searched at the beginning, but the organizers of the event and the volunteers were like so open they were so great about that and they were like yeah. we're working on it and uh giving people lots of opportunities to ask for different ways of being treated if that's what they needed um so it, like it people were like oh we have to wait ages but no one was cross at anyone and i think that the fact that you basically have to queue to get into this event means that like I really appreciate that it's a closed space yeah. so when we were doing this interview in the park after the Pride Parade last year people were literally taking photos of us and yeah. other people yeah. Yeah. because we were wearing Pride clothes yeah that's true it's so true and also the thing what I was going to say when you were talking about us queuing in to get in uh, it was really nice first of all that the stewards were kind of making sure everyone was comfortable and giving everyone so many opportunities to make sure that they felt comfortable as they were entering the festival because that's really important because if that's your if someone ha if, if you have a shit time as soon as you enter you're going to have a shit time at the whole festival yeah. but then also what I noticed was once we did get to the front of the queue the people who searched us were actually the nicest security <laughs> I have never like been treated that well by any security at any place before how do you often get treated at security? Uh, <laughs> usually with a lot of suspicion. My beard doesn't help. You have been randomly selected. I get randomly selected uh, so many times. <laughs> the word random should be redefined. Um, so, yeah, like it's, it's a very celebratory event. Mm. Um, I think a question we should probably talk about is uh, should there be white people at Black Pride? That's a great question. So um, multiple people have discussed this question in different scenarios with me uh, in the run-up to. I was going to do a little, just just take a moment to acknowledge the fact that I asked that as a white person who's currently sat at Black Pride. Sure. <laughs> but you like, we're already, you've got all of these thoughts. So I have so many go. thoughts that the world has. No, so that's a great question. I think uh, my take on Black Pride is that it's a celebration of how genuinely really diverse the LGBTQ community is and uh, in stuff I've seen on Twitter they've always been like yes this is uh, an event for uh, black and ethnic minority people white people are welcome but please be respectful of the fact that this exists because uh, not all people of colour feel comfortable at the, at the London Pride event and it's specifically created for people who feel like they can have a safe space and celebrate diversity and celebrate intersectionality. And yeah, I think, you know, as, pe as long as people are coming for that reason, it's great. It would be less great if there were just a bunch of white people who were coming to uh, get in on a free Mnet concert. <laughs> That'd be terrible. But also, the only, th the only time today when I felt like uh, white people were not being cool was when there was, I saw just one group of uh, white men who were just just by themselves and they were just like the type of <laughs> they were the very very attractive ones very attractive very muscly uh, uh muscle tees you know and i don't like i don't want to assume uh, anything about them but at the same time that's the only time that internally i was like oh this is why i don't go to regular pride um and i was h wishing that they would just mingle a little bit more rather than just make themselves a little isolated group but again, I d I'm not, who am I to stand here and judge and decide if they belong here or not? It's not my place, you know? I'm here to celebrate the diversity of London and that's part of the diversity of London, so fine. 
I have felt incredibly welcome here. And there have been people who I have like seen them being a bit like, you know, what are you doing here? In the same way that some, like I've seen people who have come to like the pride parade who aren't wearing anything that visibly sort of associates them with the parade or the community mm-hmm. um, who are like maybe just like taking lots of pictures and things like that and I've been a bit like mm, what are you yeah. what are you getting out of this um, and I like 100 respect uh, 100% respect the fact that they feel like that um, and that was part of the reason why I was unsure whether or not I should come um, I would like to think that I have not been you know imposing myself on people but then I have also been running around with a microphone asking yeah. people <laughs> yeah like do interviews I think what it made me think about is like what I probably have my own prejudices um, and my own insecurities about where and if I belong in the community and like that's what that's why I avoided going to uh, London Pride for many years because I just didn't feel like I belong. So I, I just then checked myself and was like, oh, so you can't be uh, judging people ex- or thinking that people should be excluded from this. And I don't think people should be excluded from this. I just think the people who come should come to celebrate exactly yeah. what it represents. But it's also at the same time, like, c- completely understandable that some people are wary. Yeah, I think so. And I think uh, one of the brilliant people we spoke to, Alex Leon, he dropped a series of brilliant tweets last year. Which was kind of like a, a beginner's guide for white people coming to Black Pride for the first time, and he very nicely put it, uh, telling people, you know, come and celebrate, our the you know the different cultures that are represented here, and be respectful and be aware that maybe some people will not want to uh, kind of mingle with you because the reason they came here is because they didn't feel like they belonged anywhere else. Mm. Um, it's tricky. It's a tricky uh, thing to deal with, but I think everybody here has been very welcoming, and everyone d- does seem to be genuinely be celebrating Pride. And somebody, one of the people we spoke to, said, "This is Pride," yeah. over, you know, London Pride, which happened yesterday. Yeah, and there are yeah, there are like lots of people here with their partners or are here supporting their friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think everyone has been incredibly welcoming. And I particularly like that people have come here because it's it's more a festival rather than uh, a, uh, a loud parade. There are areas where you can, like right now, we're in a quiet area or you can go right to the middle of the stage, uh, the stage main stage area and just really get into the party. And there are families everywhere. Yes. And I feel like that's really important because yesterday when I was marching, I was marching with UCL in the Pride Parade yesterday and... Uh, every time I saw uh, a family with their small children, um, especially like the brown families or like the straight families, I was like, this is great because we need you guys to educate your kids about this and tell them that it's fine and that these people exist so that if, they, if, they, if their kids do happen to be part of the LGBTQ community once, once they grow older, or even when they're young, if they realise that, you know, they don't quite fit what society ac- expects them to fit into, they feel like it's okay, you know. Uh, and those, like, seeing those families and those kids, that really like melted my heart yesterday. I love seeing children like loving pride. 
There are so many kids wearing, they've got like rainbow crowns, rainbows on their faces, and they're running around having a great time. It's great. Um, and then there are also, you know, there are lots of like cool young people who are here because it's a festival and they're yeah. dancing and yeah. getting drunk and stuff. And it's nice that everyone is kind of like existing. Yeah. But in a way, it's like other. even that's that's good because uh, it's kind of moving towards like it doesn't have to be like a thing. It's like another part of society that we're celebrating because mm. pride is still a thing, isn't it? And people still ask the question, why do you need pride? Um, and hopefully one day we will not need it, but we're going to need it for a long time. And the more people celebrate it in this, I don't want to use the word normal way, but in a normal way, do you know what I mean? Yeah. As if it's just another festival, the closer we will get to it just being a, p a part of society that it should be. Okay, uh, so how does recording uh, today compare to recording last year? Uh, first of all, we met some <laughs> incredibly amazing people. We met Lady Phil. I know, I know, I know. We li literally, we have run around this festival like a pair of children finding people that we follow and love on Twitter yeah. and then using the microphones as an excuse to gush at them. Yeah. And they uh, all have my badge now. They all have your badge, yeah. Uh, we met Travis. We met Beverly Knight. <laughs> um, I'm hoping we will get to talk to Diane Abbott. Because <laughs> she is here. Uh, but, you know, we might not be allowed near her because she's so cool. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing that really I loved about... Uh, recording today was there was a, a person from Bangladesh and uh, they actively approached us saying they wanted to talk to us when they saw what we were doing uh, and I think that's because like they were so they were celebrating the fact that they were a person of color who was openly gay and they and weren't allowed to be huh? and a Muslim yeah and weren't allowed to be back in Bangladesh and it was so different to last year at uh, London Pride when we we're trying to record people and uh, a couple of times people ran away from us and there were people of colour who didn't want to be featured on any kind of recording or maybe didn't want to be associated with the event or just didn't like the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> I just thought that was so nice that uh, he wanted to come up to us and be like, let me tell you about my story. Yeah. That was really nice. <laughs> complimented uh, me on my amazing t-shirt designed by the wonderful scary boots um, and so we got to interview them um, and we were like how did you why did you come to black pride and they were like well half my family is gay which oh, imagine being in that family amazing um, and they had gone to London Pride and then met up with uh, a group of people who were like we're all going to black pride tomorrow so you have to come um, and uh, who else have we what else has been different? We've w so we there's one thing that I have really appreciated about this festival is how much more visibly disability is represented. Mm. Um, so we literally could not find anyone at the London Pride Parade last year, uh, which is because of the space, I think. 
But yeah. here they have so they have sign language interpreters for um, all of the stages, uh, which is great. They have um, a raised platform for people who have wheelchairs with them um, so that they can see the stage as well. Uh, they ha they have like all of these things to make the space more accessible, and then also the fact that it's a different form of event makes it more accessible. So that's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've, do you know what? Like I keep saying this, but it does feel more like a representation of real London here than the than the Pride Parade. Yeah, for sure. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Um, the ratio of people to companies is also a lot better. Like, I can see some swag, and there are obviously some stalls here, but pretty much all of the stalls that I've seen so far have been, like, community stalls of charities and things. Uh, so whilst we were recording this podcast, a person uh, came up to us to give us some leaflets and also be like, oh, are you just recording yourselves? Um, in a way that very much implied that he thought we were incredibly narcissistic. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, we're recording a podcast. And he was like, oh, sorry, as if that, like, makes it any better. Yeah. Um, a podcast is just like, uh, you know, we're like the definition of trash basic millennials <laughs> <laughs> we both have our podcasts and we're just recording ourselves in a park um and uh yeah but the leaflet that this person was giving us was about um uh pn who is a ugandan lesbian who's been deported um so this person has been deported on uh, an unlawful fast track to uganda where they are now like in physical danger um and it's just like i think that i think is the clearest difference that i've seen between this and the pride parade yesterday so the london pride parade yesterday where people are celebrating theresa may's empty words about her quote-unquote allyship mm -hmm. of the lgbt community as if she, like she has not wielded her power as an MP and representative of the people in an utterly destructive way to our community. Um, whereas here, like they are aware of the struggles of the LGBT community outside of the specific, incredibly privileged group of people who are lucky enough to be employed by the companies that will drop however many thousands of pounds it is on a party bus to be in the Pride Parade. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, that was interesting because even when we were queuing, there were people giving out information about, uh, <coughs> yeah, uh, LGBTQ people who were being deported. And again, it's like, it's one of those things where it really works in this in this environment, this festival as well, because people are not just here to celebrate uh, and like have a great time. They're also aware that this exists for a reason. This exists. So many more people said in their answer to what does pride mean to you? Yeah. Pride is a protest. Yeah. The last year, every last year, everyone said pride is about celebrating who you are. Yeah. But here they were like, let's not forget. Exactly, and I think people are then more receptive to this information they're being given about the various people that are being deported, um, and that's at in you know their lives are at danger because where they're going back to, they could uh, anything could happen to them because it's illegal in a lot of countries. Um, I just this year the Home Office has deported a record number of LGBT asylum seekers, and yet they put the rainbow flag on their Twitter page for the month of June. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, so like the rainbow flag, particularly as a symbol for organisations, has been used and is still used to demonstrate that your organization is safe for LGBT people to go to. Like, so you put a rainbow sticker in your window so that people know that they can go into that place and be yourself. So you started collecting some information about this, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I was like, I'm so angry, I'm going to make a yeah. spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate nerd protest. <laughs> so I've started this spreadsheet, which is... Um, Basically, uh, every company or organization that I have seen who's done Pride merchandise or changed their Twitter logo or anything kind of like that, putting on Pride events, um, looking at their record of supporting the LGBT community and also their like record more generally in terms of what they do, uh, which is bad for the LGBT community and bad for the community, like other other kinds of marginalized communities, especially the intersections of those communities mm. um, so that people can make more informed cho like choices. So if you are going to buy Pride merchandise to get rainbowed up, celebrate the month, like you can find where who's giving the most money, who's giving 100% of their profits to a charity and who's just donating a fixed number, no matter how mm. many disgusting sandwiches they sell. Would you say that, y uh, would you... Is your take on it that they should specifically be, specifically be giving to a charity, or would you also support them if they're just an LGBTQ uh, business so owned by? So I love I love LGBT businesses. Yeah. Uh, and I've discovered lots from doing this project, which has yeah. been really fantastic. I think that if you are making money from Pride, your money needs to be going back to the community, um, and what I have sort of like the thoughts that I've developed from doing this project is that I actually have quite a lot of specific opinions on how that money goes back to the community so a lot of organizations who have changed their symbols for pride they rate really highly on the Stonewall Equality Index they have uh, an LGBT network and they really care about and they provide lots of like great benefits for the employees who work for them um, who are LGBT and they try to be sort of inclusive and uh, equal but they like the language and the extent of what they're doing stops at the people that they employ mm. and I think we have to remember how 
that like the fact that such a small proportion of the community is actually in full-time employment yeah and such a small proportion of the community are in employed by the kinds of organizations that are able to offer those benefits um and also given the way that like capitalism uh, given the way that a lot of these companies are like also often quite racist or ableist in their hiring practices the kinds of like there are barriers to certain people within our community who are mm -hmm. able to get these jobs so if the only way that companies are giving back to the community in pride month and outside it is to their employees then they're not benefiting the people within the community who like started pride yeah and they're not benefiting the people in the community who um like need it the most right now yeah 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 also another thing i was thinking about was um with the parade itself because it's it's become such a such a big event in like the london calendar i was so uh, the two of us we follow a lot of gay twitter and uh i was finding some people saying how their organizations offered places on the in the march or the float on a first come first serve yeah. basis and a lot or of those people yeah and a lot of those people were straight people who just wanted to go for the party and i'm like that is, that is such an easy fix like why would you do that yeah and again that makes me annoyed that the pride parade is just then like a big advert for these people and then for the straight people it's just a big party yeah. forgetting that it is always going to be a protest yes and i oh okay other things that <laughs> really annoy me about now you're getting the content you want <laughs> yeah exactly so like lots of these companies actually do things that are really actively harmful to the community um so uh for example amazon is on the list um, and the way that they treat their employees in like their warehouses is appalling. If your employees have to buy tents to camp outside your warehouse so that they're not late for work, if you're not giving people toilet breaks, wow. um, then like I don't want my pride party playlist to come yeah like at the exploitation of of those members of like society. I don't think that's what pride's meant to be about. Um, so that's so I've tried to be kind of like as wide reaching as possible. Um, and I've there's been like a couple of people have tried to criticize that and said that a lot of the things that I put in the negative column are not relevant um, because they don't actually have anything to do with the LGBT community. But if your company is racist, <laughs> then <laughs> like there are people in the, the community who are people of color yeah um, and it's not okay to take take to, to celebrate a company that is only celebrating like a subsection of the community mm. um, so I've been finding out a lot of like not very nice things um, about a lot of these companies um, and then the other thing is that a lot of the things that these companies are boasting about are not things that we should be patting on them on the back for like if you have an LGBT network which is built on volunteers and it's what people do in their spare time in order to make space for themselves in your company hmm. you are not an ally <laughs> of the LGBT community <laughs> right if a small proportion of your company has to uh, like spend their free time reminding you to like have gender neutral mm. bathrooms or respect people's pronouns or give benefits to the part like same sex partners of people as well as differing sex partners. 
I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna shake yeah. you <laughs> by the hand. Yeah. For that. Just feel like it's becoming easy to just stick that rainbow on. Yeah. And be like we support you, without thinking about what that really means. Um. So yeah, that's been. It's. I'm up to 215 organisations right now. I have put so many hours of work into this <laughs> and what I have is a monster of a spreadsheet which I think is actually really difficult to read um, so uh, the plan is when I get to 250 organisations um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to change the spreadsheet so I'm going to make it a bit more sorted so I'm putting together a list of like things that I think some companies have done which are really good which make them make me appreciate the fact that they are celebrating pride mm. and some things which companies have done which I find incredibly distasteful whilst yeah. they're celebrating pride to create sort of like a list of of, of sort of more objective categories um, and then I'm also going to be sorting the organisations so that I'll have one spreadsheet for like these companies do pride merchandise these companies sponsor pride parades these companies do these things and obviously there'll be companies in like all of them um, but uh, the it'll, it'll just make it more manageable so that people don't have to scroll through this beast of a amazing spreadsheet. I have so many plans Oz. you have so many plans so many plans that it'll you're going to change the world Kerry Spradley through the power of spreadsheets I've been hosting this whole thing on Google and I've been so horrible <laughs> about Google and my spreadsheet <laughs> But when your own company is protesting you being at Pride and you have to threaten your employees with disciplinary action for speaking yeah. out against your LGBT like policies, then like you need to take a breath. Yeah, for sure. And rethink things. Huh. <laughs> and come. We found something to complain about. There's also some great food which I really want to try. Um, like I'm so jealous of people's boxes of food. I think there needs to be more food, though. People are having to queue for quite a long time. That is true. That is definitely true. Uh, but the food looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> I won't stop saying it, uh, and I will go get some. You assaulted someone's ice cream. I didn't. What happened was I was waiting for you to nicely approach that very fabulous person uh, who was channeling the genie. Bentley. Was that, was that their name? I really hope that it was lovely. I think it was lovely. Uh, and while I was waiting with uh, as the tech person in the background, uh, somebody walked into me and I felt this like squelchy coldness in my elbow and turned out they had this amazing like strawberry ice cream thing. They were very apologetic about it and they gave me a leaflet to clean myself with. <laughs> and they promised an interview. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have to go find them. Uh, but the ice cream was good. I, they they made they told me that I should try and lick it off my elbow, and Be then I realised at that point that my s my skills are limited, and this might be one of the reasons why I'm single. Do you think? Yeah, I was going to say. Do you think it was a ruse to test your flexibility? Maybe. And, and they then were, like, they were no. like unimpressed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sorry, people, but this is what happens when you write your thesis. You become less equipped to lick your own elbow. Yeah. Heard it here first. You heard it here first. Important thoughts. At the crossover. <laughs> At the cr
this episode of the coming out tapes i have been your host karis bradley and i would like to say thanks to scary boots for the artwork which is available to purchase on redbubble michaela moody for the music and alex lathbridge of the smart material collective for his support of the project if you want to get involved please tweet at us because we'd love to hear your thoughts comments and questions if you liked this episode subscribe and leave us a review or recommend us to a friend because it makes a big difference Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.